Hello, you guys. Um, so we've never done this before. I guess we can just like get started. Welcome back to another episode of the low and zo show. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to like do this live and stay true to the podcast. So if you guys are listening to the replay of this, we are recording this into our Facebook group, Quantum Minds, just because we thought that would be something fun that we've never done before. Yeah. And I think it's so cool to just have the energy of some of you guys with us right now doing it live, yeah. because this is pretty cool because I used to sit across from low in that same room that she's in when we would record our podcast together for the most part. And now yeah. I'm still looking at low across from her, <laughs> but it's like, you guys are here too. And it just adds all the more of that beautiful, abundant, positive energy. So thanks you guys for tuning in, whether it's live or if you're tuning in for the replay or even just on the podcast recording, we just appreciate you and love you so, so much. Yeah. And we want to talk about, you know, just, I mean, Zoe and I talk a lot <laughs> throughout the day and sometimes we lately we've been having calls on Wednesday mornings. Actually, that's how we decided we were like, why don't we just record this? Um, but that's really what we want to do this week. And next week, we're going to do another episode at the same time inside the Facebook group. So you guys can join us. We'll link that down below for you if you are listening on the podcast. But we wanted to just honestly have a very like real and open conversation about the things that Zoe and I have both sort of been working through, kind of the just evolution of the podcast. There was a time when we didn't think we were going to come back at all. Um, I was always like secretly manifesting that that wasn't the case. And here we are. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, you know, this is an episode where we don't even have a, a title for it going into it. Really. We have a few things we want to talk to you guys about. We're, we're just going to let it be channeled. So let's get started. Exactly <laughs> how it always goes when I like, yeah, when I tell that when I like look at Zoe, when we were recording in person and she'd like pause and be like, Oh yeah, let's get started. <laughs> I'm low and I'm Zoe. And this is the, the low and Zoe, Zoe show. show. We're thought leaders and entrepreneurs who know that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we do manifestation differently. We'll be empowering you to create your wealthiest life through sharing the principles of quantum creation and the infinite power of strategic identity shifting. If you've struggled in the past to manifest the love, the money, the success, and the truly opulent life you most desire, it's simply because you've been missing a vital piece of the conscious creation puzzle. And we're here to change that. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll equip you with everything you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. All right. So if you guys are watching live, let us know, say hi, you guys can contribute to the conversation. Um, where do we want to start with this? So, I mean, earlier this year, right before you were going to Bali and we've done a couple of episodes in between, we shared about just some of the real sort of like, I think shadow work, so to speak, that both of us were working through. And I think that this is like, you know, with the pandemic, that's really what this time has been for many, many people. And it looks different for different people. Um, but I like, I feel like a completely different person than the version of me who started this year, but especially, I feel like we're both very different from the people who started this podcast. However, when was that two over two years ago now, I guess that only two wow. years ago feels like a, I know <laughs> it actually feels like a lot longer to be honest. We started the low and Zo show actually as a live stream in this group which is kind of interesting, but it wasn't on like, yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. What a full circle moment. Whoa. <laughs> so and true. And it was when I just landed back in Toronto from Italy and it's like the whole Toronto chapter has passed through. And can you believe that I've already been gone for six months? And so no, it's been <laughs> yeah, six months since we were like on the consistent route of the low and so show. I'm so happy that yeah. we did pop in though, here and there with these um, episodes along the way. And like we, Lo and I have spoken about off of the podcast is we're just following the divine flow of things. Like 
not forcing it, not forcing um, a rigid schedule of like, okay, we're recording each week. It's like Lo and I were, have been catching up on Wednesday nights and it's like, you know what? Let's just hop on and record the Lo and Zoe show. Like everything with ease and flow. That's what we're inviting into our life is everything to be fun and easy and just honoring what feels good to us, especially in mm-hmm. these times when we are navigating depthy healing, dark nights of the soul, K2 sub periods, the Saturn return. I mean, the list goes on. <laughs> you lost me in that K2, whatever. Phoenix <laughs> so astrology st- stuff. <laughs> so it's definitely like the alien between the two of us, which <laughs> we love. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting looking back. I mean, there was a time when we like manifested a studio where we recorded the man, those were simpler times eh, before the pandemic. But anyways, it's all perfect. We all chose to be here at this time. And exactly what Zoe was saying about, you know, um, kind of just allowing for like that divine flow of things. I feel like that's really the place that both of us have been called back towards. And we were just talking about it before the episode. We've already been like voice noting for two hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we were talking about, you know, the, we are creators. We do create our reality, but there is a need to try and control within that understanding that I think we are both being sort of called away from because it's not that you can't like make things happen. It's that it's not it's forced and it's often not sustainable. And I know, Zoe, you went through sort of a period of like burnout really in when you got to Bali, because I mean, I know Zoe looks like she's just like living this like wonderful life around the world and like, just sort of get like, Zoe is the hardest worker that I know. (laughs) Um, like you have always had so many things on the go and somehow you managed to do all of them. Uh, but I think we've both sort of been called into this place of like, I don't want to try and force things to happen anymore. Not that, not that it's not possible, but it's like, it never feels quite like enough. And I think in that need to control or try to make things happen with manifestation, we inevitably, you know, we actually, in my opinion, slow things down or rob ourselves from the magic that it could have been had we been a little bit more light-handed with it. Right. Yes, because we need that space and time. We need the breather per se from the hustle mode so that we can receive, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like, um, and this is just me talking personally, the way that I have been operating is very, I mean, old paradigm, although I had shed layers of that along the years, but still this hustle mentality of like needing to make it happen. And I think I think a lot of you who do listen to this podcast are self-starters, are entrepreneurs, are creating your dream lives, whatever that looks like. And for a lot of us, it looks like creating something for yourself. And there's always more that you can do when you're an entrepreneur. And it's just trusting that it's that that it's okay to take your foot off the gas and lean back and receive, essentially be in that divine feminine energy, that flow energy versus the masculine, which is the the productivity, the hustle, the go, go, go. And just what you're saying, Lo, is like the 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 ever long to-do list, that's what leads to the not good enough because you will continue to find places to yeah. judge yourself, right? Yeah. Because there's always more to do versus just kind of honoring. I mean, if we're looking at quantum perspective, like time doesn't exist. We should enjoy this journey, right? enjoy the journey, not just focus on all these mini destinations and all these goals. It's just like embrace it all and allow the magic. It's like, whatever is calling to you is where you're at on your journey. And there was a time when both of us loved like the small goals and reaching them and stuff like that. It's just, I think everyone that I've seen kind of, you know, start, like start to create consistency in their ability to manifest things. Um, inevitably get to a place where it just, they're tired. Yeah. Right. Exhausted. Um, Yeah. Because you're like constantly watching your, your thoughts, you might manifest something that you wanted and it's great for like three days. And then there's something else, right. As opposed to like the thing that I feel so called towards is like, it's not that I don't have really big goals. It's that I really see, I'm seeing like really what I'm meant to create on this earth. (laughs) 
uh, and in this lifetime. And it's not something that I have an egoic desire around forcing to be what I think it should be in however much time I think it should be it in. Yes. And I think this period, the dark night of the soul or whatever we want to call it, this deeper healing period, which I think as a collective, we are all going through massive shifts and transmuting a lot of dense energy. I think it's a lot of dismantling of the identity, which mm-hmm. is what yeah. I feel like we, we were intending to speak to a little bit today of like both of us just layer after layer, peeling back these things that we thought we knew and, and going through these different phases where we're, we're reaching into the past, trying to find those versions of ourselves, but they have died and they have gone <laughs> and they are not coming back. And what we, what we have left is the, the beautiful space to build powerful foundations and, you know, not just in business, but in who we are and trusting ourselves and feeling safe within ourselves. And just, I would say a next level of self-love that I have never perceived before, or like never been able to, to do this work. We have both, we've talked a lot about identity as, as Zoe is saying, and I think we're both going to sort of share like just some of our own. I've been in my other live stream that I'm doing this week, which is very much like aligned with this. So it's interesting how that always happens. Um, I have been like sharing personal stories each day and people, I think, I mean, I love listening to other people's stories when it comes to these very sort of like conceptual topics that we're talking about. Um, And as Zoe said, like really sort of, what was the word you used in terms of, like letting the old identity kind of crumble, like de dismantling. Oh, dismantling. Yes. So maybe we can, we can go there because I believe in identity more than ever. Like, like, and when we say identity, we're talking about your beliefs about yourself, your way of being, um, who you are on autopilot, not who you are when you're trying to feel like the next version of yourself, or you're saying the affirmations, it's like who you are by default. And you can change that. It's absolutely something that you change the way in which you perceive yourself. And that's ultimately the thing that creates your reality. It's ultimately the thing that other people reflect back to you. And I have more evidence for that from this year than ever before. I believed in it before. Um, what for me, I've really realized is the ways in which I, previously, and I know the same is true for you, Zoe, was creating at least a good chunk of my identity around external circumstances and around success in business and around the, you know, all of these things. And I mean, I think that's, that's what we do as humans. We, you know, we have partners or we have, um, certain like places that we live, we have aspects of our lives, we have jobs, all of those things start to become pieces of our identity. The issue with it is, is that if any of those things get shaken, because say there's a freaking global pandemic that changes life as we know it, we're left in this feeling of like, well, who am I? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing here? And so where both of us have been really called this year is looking at like, who are we really, how do we build an identity that's not based in where we live or what we do or how much money we make? And maybe you could give the examples of like Rome you were talking about. Yeah. The fall of Rome in my identity. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So yeah, this was beautiful because this was something that you really helped me to see low uh, in one of our voice notes back and forth, but Basically, I, I really struggled when I moved, when I left Italy and moved back to Canada. I was called back to Canada for many reasons. I, of course, was doing my life coaching course. I created my business, like incorporated myself. I was building big foundational aspects that just wouldn't have been possible in Rome like Wi-Fi wasn't even possible in Rome half the time. So like I, I needed to move back to Canada and I knew this inside, but then what happened was when I moved back, I, so much of my identity, I suppose, or the way that I viewed myself was, was through the journey of YouTube. Right. So it start. it was just, it was always this fun, creative endeavor. And before I knew it, it really skyrocketed it rocketed into other things and opportunities and a business. And 
And Rome was so much a part of that because at the beginning of my YouTube journey, I started to talk about law of attraction and manifestation. Everybody knew that how much I loved Italy. And then I moved there and my, my dream became a reality. And when, with that giant manifestation and, and all that magic that Rome was for me, I really clung to that and made it my identity of like, Zoe, who is in Rome, like Rome was my identity. And it was so interesting because I always remember I struggled so much when I had to leave Rome, like to go back to Canada, let's say for a couple months to do my visa work and then come back. I was like beside myself every day when I was in Canada, it was like this weird thing. It was like, I just have to get back to Rome. Like how many more days I need to make this happen. I was just obsessed with it. And then like being in Rome, I, I loved it so much and it's, it's a beautiful place. And I'll of course go back and I still have this love for it. But what I'm talking about here is this identity is I made Rome mean all these things about me. It was like, if I'm not living in Rome, then I'm not actually still manifesting the dream or the magic is no longer there. I think that was a big thing is that in Rome, when I was in love with Rome, every day felt like magic, right? Because I was consistently looking at the manifestation of a huge dream. And then when I got back to Toronto, I didn't feel that same way, right? Toronto wasn't a big dream that I created and I manifested and I struggled because then the YouTube community started to comment and it really started to affect me in a way that it hadn't affected me so deeply before. And it were these comments about Zoe, like you, you're so boring now that you're back in Canada or you're so weird. You're talking about all this like spiritual, like life coaching stuff. And people hadn't really seen that side of me or haven't been ready for me to share vulnerably, I guess. And it made people uncomfortable. And, and I took a lot of that personally. And I just started to dim my own light. And it's like, I just felt like I was spinning my wheels trying to figure out who I was in the Toronto chapter. And I was building the business and I was learning new things and I was life coaching and all of that felt good. But on that identity level, I felt like I couldn't really access the same magic in myself. And it was because so much of that was, was tied to Rome. Anyways, I'll pause for a moment. <laughs> no, it's, out. it's so good because it's everything I'm talking about this week and I'm doing a live stream called good enough. And a lot of what I've been sharing is the ways in which I made my business and a certain kind of lifestyle be my reason for feeling good enough. And I think that's what you're getting at, right? Like Rome was the reason why people should want to watch you. Rome was the reason why you know, you had the community that you didn't or that you did. I mean, it's not actually the reason, but it was the reason in your mind, right? It was the reason that you justified or allowed yourself to feel worthy of the kind of recognition that you wanted and that you deserved. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. That's so, exactly it. And that's why I feel like I started to kind of struggle with the identity stuff when I got back. And I was always searching for something that I didn't even know what I was looking for. Really, I was looking for myself, but I struggled in like, what's my, what's my next thing? Is it a relationship? Then we all know I got into the trauma bond scenario. Is it like, I was like searching for all these things outside of myself to construct a new identity that was covered in magic because that's how I would paint it. But it, it took a toll and I feel like it's only being in Bali now and only in the past couple of months that I've really let go because for the longest time I was looking into my past with rose colored glasses being like, mm. why isn't this feeling like Rome? Why isn't this looking like Rome? And the truth of the matter is, is that when we look in hindsight, right, we focus on all the good things. We don't, we tend to not really remember so much about how we felt because those feelings are distant. But I remember a lot of the time in Rome, I mean, I definitely went through and I was, I've been open about this before I did ayahuasca. I definitely went through some depressive episodes before going down to Costa Rica. And I definitely faced crippling anxiety and I don't deal with, with the anxiety anymore that I, I had. And so like Rome was beautiful, but I was so unaware. 
I was so unaware of my shadow. I was definitely spiritually bypassing everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything with all the affirmations and positive thoughts. And I was deeply, deeply afraid of my emotions. I was deeply afraid of feeling sad, of feeling anything low vibrational because I didn't want to manifest those bad things. I was thinking about this, um, just the other day in sort of a new light about anxiety, because I've experienced anxiety this year more than ever before. And I was thinking that, and and like, for me, it triggers thoughts and fears around all the things I might be creating. And even though we teach in quantum creators that like, you know, it's okay to have doubt. It's okay to have anxiety, which it is. I was spending large periods of time in that space. And then kind of unknowingly, like, yeah, worrying about things like it's okay to have doubts and fears, but I was like almost living there for chunks of time for lots of different reasons and things going on in my life and healing I was doing and that kind of stuff. And I just realized the other day I was like, but there's so many people that have like chronic anxiety that don't have a story around it, meaning that bad things are going to manifest. And so they don't, it's not the actual emotion itself. It's the thoughts that we have about the emotion right. That end up manifesting. So just this last couple of days, whenever anxiety has come up, I've been like, I have anxiety and it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just an emotion. It's not good or bad. We label it as being bad. And then we start going in this downward spiral around what we might be creating. And all of a sudden that's what we're doing. It's never the emotion. It's the story we have about it. Um, and you know, right now I feel like I'm really moving through what you did when you moved to, uh, Toronto, where I personally always, I really didn't see this until this year. I'm a business coach and in the business coaching industry, it is like not many people don't, don't do things this way, but it is rampant. This sort of narrative around how much money people make. And, you know, there's whole programs based around helping you make a certain amount of money. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. I think having financial goals and moving towards them and giving yourself permission to them and looking at other people who have done it as inspiration and a source of learning is, is great. What it had kind of, what had happened for me over the course of a few years of being in the industry was that I associated my ability to be successful with the results that I had. So I had to be making a certain amount of money. I had to be up-leveling my income. I had to be playing bigger, showing up powerfully. Those were all the things that I associated with my success. And, and I had so much evidence for it as well. I mean, I had purchased other people's programs based on what they were making. And I had, when I was like making the most money and in my, the most power and confidence about what I was accomplishing, that's when people were signing up for things. It it wasn't ever about the money. It was about the fact that I used that as a reason to feel good enough right? Same thing for you with Rome. It's like, well, look at this thing that I have, or this place that I live. Of course, you know, you should want to pay attention to me, or of course I'm good enough and worthy of the things that I want in business and life, whatever. And then this year, all of a sudden it all just started feeling heavy to me. And a big part of that was because I was so led to do inner work that I'd never done before and navigate personal narratives that I'd never looked at. I just put band-aids on top of. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we like, it was, it was a hard year just in terms of everything going on in the world. And it was really freaking locked down here. I mean, we were locked down until June from November last year until June. <laughs> like that was what it was like in Toronto. And anyways, I mean, everybody's had there, there's been many ways in which I've had it lucky. Um, but being isolated that whole time. And like, there was just all this stuff coming up that made it feel like trying to feel powerful in my business was just so like, it felt miles away. I wasn't even that interested in it. I was trying to force myself to get there because I associated it with things working, but it was not the time to feel powerful. And because I had this, this connection, this association between my results and whether or not people want to work with me, like that's been a real, like that was scary for, you know, quite a long time feeling like, well, what if I lose it all? Because I can't force myself to be the version of Lauren that was before all of this craziness happened in the world. Right. And so where I'm at right now is I'm actually like, 
I've really rebranded my business. It's even though I'm offering similar things and, you know, I'm still speaking to entrepreneurs for me, the energy that I'm coming at it from is like, it's two different businesses. That's how it feels. And what I'm building right now feels immensely aligned. It feels like this is what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. And I'm in this limbo space where I don't have complete trust that, you know, it can work. Or there's just like, a, I trust that it's what I'm meant to do. But in this moment right now, I'm like, but do are people, you know, wanting to actually sign up for the business? Like there's a space for doubt that I wish wasn't there, but it's just, I mean, this is where like next level surrender comes in, where you have to just trust that if you're doing what you feel called to do, that you'll be supported in doing that. And that's been hard for me because I controlled, I controlled how results came to me. I controlled what I like making sure I said the right thing so that I could believe that the results would come. Um, and so it's like for me, and I think Zoe as well, you did it earlier. It's this returning to ourselves as being the source of worthiness as like that, that identity rather than I feel worthy because of all these things that I've created or these certain things I have in my life. Um, and really just really just going down to basics. I'm worthy because I am, which there's some shit to get out of the way on your journey to that. (laughs) Let's just say so, so, so much. And one thing I want to touch on is you brought up control. So this is one thing that I've, I mean, I've just been so exhausted. I would say these past six months since I got to Bali and just really uncovered and looked at my burnout (laughs) and called it for what it is, was like absolute burnout, absolute exhaustion from trying, from forcing, from hustling, right? From And all of that coming from that place of control. And one thing that I've really learned about control, because I feel like as soon as I got to understand, oh my God, look at all this control, right? Awareness being 90% of the transformation. But when that awareness shows up, when that awareness is everywhere in front of you, sometimes you're like, holy mackerel, like, oh my God, it's everywhere. How am I ever going to clean this up? Or how am I ever going to, to release and let go of all of this control? Well, I started to kind of stop when I would notice control and my awareness of it show up, I would stop judging myself on it. I'm like, control is essentially like that notification on your phone or on Facebook. It's just trying to show you something. So underneath control is fear. So what's the fear that you're trying to operate and exercise control from. And a lot of this does guys, it all comes back to our childhood. And so many times we had to control in order to stay safe and to survive or what our bodies or our minds perceive that. So for example, you know, if you had to control not crying at school because you didn't want to be embarrassed in front of your classmates, that's exercising control at a young age, telling the body that, oh, we need to suppress these emotions because it's not safe to feel this way. I may be rejected by my peers if I feel this way. And so it's it's really, I, I feel like all of this dismantling, this dissolving, this unraveling of the identity can, can really, um, I was gonna say control can really be a helper for us versus being this thing that we are disgusted and repulsed by and exhausted by within ourselves. Instead, we can reframe it and say, okay, well, control is here. What am I afraid of? Okay. And then Mm -hmm. go to the fear and then start doing the work. And the work looks like feeling it's a heal it guys. It's, it's always the same thing. It's, it's crying. It's being angry. It's like just letting yourself feel that's the work. (laughs) Well, and like, this really does go in line with, um, what we talk about in quantum creators where, you know, you set the intention for something in your life. And then what we call like the bridge of incidents is lined up for you. In other words, everything that needs to happen, the ideas, the opportunities, the breakthroughs, the breakdowns, all of it is lined up for you to receive what you want. And a big part of that is having you move into the energy that can receive it, right? A big part of it is you, especially if it's something that is really outside of your comfort zone, um, or that is just at a next level of, of your life. It's one thing to manifest something that 
is already within your realm of possibility in terms of how you view yourself. It's a whole other thing to say, I want, you know, this next level, please universe. The universe is like, okay, cool. (laughs) Here we go. When we're in control, it's because we're not actually, and like I speak from experience, we're not actually in trust of that unfolding, right? We're not actually in trust of like the universe has my back, <laughs> which I have a real, like, I'm not great at like, it's always much better at letting the universe kind of take the lead. I I'm like, but what if the universe wants something that I really don't want <laughs> for me? or like, what if it doesn't show up in time for me? And I need, you know, like that's often where I go with things. Um, but for me, yeah, the desire to control is because I like, there's just, it's such a fine line, but the desire to control for me is because I don't, there's a lack of, of trust or fear as, as Zoe is saying like fear. And, and that's where we actually slow things down. Things can really quantum leap when we allow for that unfolding. But I think it is, you know, a whole, it's, it's a journey to get to that place and it's an ongoing learning. Um, yeah. Learning journey, I guess. Um, I was going to say something else about that, but I can't remember. (laughs) Anything coming up for you? (laughs) Well, just in regards to the bridge of incidents, right? Remember those of you, especially who have been in QC squared and completed the course is, you know, it's about making everything mean your success, even if it doesn't look like it, right? Lo, can you quote the Neville Goddard quote about the end? favorite quote ever. It's acceptance of the end wills the means to that end. And when he says acceptance, he means, um, like visualizing an outcome that you desire and accepting it, not, you don't have to be in perfect belief that it's on its way, but accepting it as like, almost like imprinting it into the subconscious through visualization where you're like, this is now an outcome that I am moving towards. And so as soon as you get to that place where you've played it over in your mind and you've set that intention, the means, AKA the bridge of incidents, I often call it the unfolding is set into motion, right? And the more that you can view each step along the way as being a part of that manifestation. And often you guys, that's the thing where it's, it's funny. I feel like knowing about manifestation a lot of the time (laughs) isn't necessarily a good thing because now we're all of a sudden obsessed with looking for evidence when a lot of the time, like the things I manifested before I knew about manifestation, so-called unwanted things might've happened, but I didn't jump on them and then decide that that meant that what I want wanted wasn't coming. Like a lot of the bridge of instance is seemingly unwanted things, lining things up for you, letting certain aspects fall apart. So it can fall together in a way that is much more aligned in a way that supports what it is that you're calling in. So anyways, I didn't mean to hijack you there, but that's the quote <laughs> acceptance of the end wills the means to that end. Yeah. And exactly. And it's, it's about like a lot of the times these, let's say unfortunate or undesirable things that happen, they're actually calling for us to do the inner work, right? Fill in the gaps. If we're like Swiss cheese, fill in those gaps that have us feeling, being whole and complete and feeling strong and feeling ultimately worthy of that of which we desire. And in my example with like the fall of Rome and the identity and, and all of that, I definitely energetically blocked my growth on YouTube. So I feel like I've been quite stagnant subscribers wise on the platform for over a year. Like I think in the last year, maybe I gained 10,000 subscribers when back in the day that would happen in like a week. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that I, I was fully aware the entire time that I was blocking my own success. It was like, I didn't want to grow anymore because I was afraid of other people. I was afraid of the internet trolls. I was afraid of the internet stalkers. Like I have had so many things that I like, especially in the stalker realm that like, I have not shared on the podcast, Lonos. <laughs> Lonos. I've I been not like, shared. I've been Zoe's lawyer in more than one, (laughs) please cease and desist from like a random email that we created more than, more than once. Yeah. And like, it's been like persist. It's been some type of pattern that I've continually worked on clearing and it's show it has shown up less and less, but actually, honestly, since I got to Bali, 
and I didn't even really think this was going to show up in this podcast today, but I had one of my most freakiest incidents with internet stalkers. And this, like, as I've set this new trajectory of like, okay, well, now that, where I, now that I know that I've been energetically blocking myself from something that I love, which is YouTube. I loved YouTube from the beginning in the sense that I loved sharing my life with people. I made friends. I met low basically from sort of like YouTube. And I just, I love to share. It just feels like what I'm meant to do in this world. And it, it really allows me to understand myself to a new level. And I think that's why I love it. It's like, I, I understand the power of vulnerability and I just love sharing just human nature. And so coming back to Bali, I was like, this is a fresh start for me to really come back to loving YouTube, finding that fun, vibrant, just creative outlet feeling that it was for me at the beginning. And I have been looking for that feeling for so, so long. And I want it back again. But all of a sudden, then I get a crazy internet stalker. And then this week, another like incident had happened, which, okay. So with the crazy internet stalker, it's kind of puts this like energetic wall up for me. Like, oh, I just don't even want to put myself out there anymore. If people are going to be creepy and weird when really like I could just make this mean, okay, this is just something for me to sweep out and move along, sweep out, move along until the pattern is, is cleared or like until the weird energy is out of there. Um, because obviously this was a fear that was manifesting for me. And <clears throat> this week <laughs> I uh, had an intuitive nudge. To <laughs> it's crazy. I had Just an intuitive fun. Just for fun. I, I'm telling you, life was so good. At the beginning of this week, I was coming out of this heart and womb retreat where I had no reception in the mountains and like did all this healing. And it was so good for my heart and soul and womb. And I come back down to Changu and I'm like, Oh, nothing can phase me. And then the nudge came in. It was like, Zoe, Google yourself. And I was like, okay. Self-destruct. Self-destruct. Boom. Because okay, here's the thing. I've Googled myself in the past and I've seen net worth like $2 million and things like that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work together with this Google and we can co-create together. But then to, then the other day I like Google myself and I found this online gossip column about me and I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, besides my own comment section, but my assistant normally clears out all the trash and trolls before I get in there. Um, and it was really mean. It, it was really mean. And I think initially, like, I just felt that visceral reaction in my body of like, I'm afraid to be out there in the world because people are mean. And especially what was interesting about this is that it was women. And I just, it hurt. I don't even know where to like go from here. But basically what I wanted to say is like, I had to fully feel this fear. And what I did was as soon as I saw that, I knew that, okay, I could, I can't just ignore this because my body needs me right now. Like Zoe needs me right now. So I put on some healing music and I just sat on my bed and I meditated hands on my heart. And I was like, you're safe. Like you're okay. Like none of that's true. And like, you know who you are. Like you don't make what they perceive you to be as truth. And like, just really was tending to inner Zoe. And I didn't, get up from meditating until I really felt that shift in my body, that my body felt okay. But I fully went into fight or flight and was naturally, I could have made this another reason for me to be too scared to show up on YouTube. But mm -hmm. in all honesty, once I moved through and felt my feelings around it, I felt like this fire inside of me. And it was kind of like, well, haters gonna hate creators gonna create like if i'm triggering them i'm obviously doing the right thing we all yeah. came down to planet earth not to be on everyone's good side if we're triggering people we're doing our jobs because we're all here to like trigger each other into healing in different ways so then i was like now nah, this is my fuel went to my laptop i was like editing things i'm like i'm so proud of myself like those are my thoughts. Like I'm so fucking pro sorry. Now it's explicit episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already scared. <laughs> okay, 
But I was like, I am so fucking proud of myself. Like I have come so far. I've always made my dreams happen. I've always followed my intuition above all. I have me, I have me better than I've ever had me. And we're fucking going the distance now with YouTube. We're coming back to our creative outlet energy. We're going to, we're going to share about our feelings. We're going to share about our growth and transformation to help other people and God forbid anyone has to go through the same level of shit that, uh, that <laughs> like low and I, like we share, we share so that you guys can have like awarenesses, insights, those aha moments so that you perhaps don't have to like go as deeply, right? This stuff, this stuff is heavy lifting is what I'm saying. It's like when you share vulnerably in whatever capacity that is, those of you listening, maybe you share vulnerably at a retreat, maybe you share vulnerably in the workplace, whatever that looks like, you know, that that gives other people so much more permission to just be who they are, which is all what we just are just wanting from this world. We want to be seen and heard for exactly who we are. So anyways, I was like, fuck this shit. This is my fuel. (laughs) I'm I'm going, I'm going to rebuild myself on YouTube for me and no one else. And no one else's judgment is going to mean anything about me. If I've already dealt with the haters, that fear is swept to the side. If I've already dealt with the stalkers, that fear is like swept to the side. It's absolutely nothing I can't handle. And ultimately I'm all making it mean that I'm filling in these holes, filling in these fears with love. So they have no choice to be transmuted so that I could be on my upwards trajectory. I think this is a perfect example of what we were saying about like, Zoe had just set the intention. You're like, I'm going back to YouTube. And then the first thing that happens is like all of this stuff that you've been resisting, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to attract more of that. I don't want to see more of that in my life. I don't want to have anything that I'm afraid might be true about me confirmed. Right. Um, And I mean, I will just say on a 3d level that people that go out of their way to tear others down, especially those that are sharing vulnerably sharing their work. Like it just says everything about who those people are, but that doesn't make it less, you know, triggering. So anyways, it's just a perfect example of because you are willing to just go there and sit with it, that then creates space where more of what you want can actually show up as opposed to resisting it and not looking at it. No space gets to be created. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I mean, people are mean, (laughs) but also like, you're going to have to, with that level of, um, visibility that you desire, you're going to have to be okay with the fact that a lot of people don't like it. Like they can't, they, they're so out of touch with themselves that they don't know. And like, by the way, I read, <laughs> I read through some of them. First of all, every single thing that was said about Zoe, if you guys have ever seen, like it's all untrue. Zoe is completely authentic. What you see is what you get. I can speak from a lot of experience, but there was someone that had mentioned the low and Zoe show. Really? If you were, yeah. Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> I was just like enraged for my friend, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. So if any of you guys are listening, please tune, like, please go away. We don't want you here. Thanks. <laughs> like, I don't, anyways, I don't know. I'm just being righteous right now because it just, it triggers me for you. But <laughs> the point being that, you know, we're allowed to be humans and the fact that you went there and you felt safety within yourself and, um, you know, all of that, it, it that was what you needed to do as opposed to continuing to run from it. Like you filled in a piece of your identity. That's going to align you with where it is that you want to go with YouTube and everything else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, it's the foundational work that is energetic and, and self-love work really. It's just like really showing yourself that you're willing to take care of yourself. And by taking care, it just means allowing yourself to fully feel your feelings and showing yourself and reminding yourself that you're safe. You're safe in this moment. You're safe to be who you are. It's okay. You you know, you are divinely protected. You are divinely guided. You are an immortal spiritual being having a temporary human experience. And I mean, this work is scary. Like, Lo, what is like doing the work been looking like for you lately? It's the trust thing for me that I can do things exactly as I feel called to do them. Because in like, I've, 
I prescribed to a lot of the like marketing rules and things that you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to say things. And I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, having the tools of a business owner for sure. It was that I created rules. Like if I don't do it this way, I don't get to be successful in my business or desirable to other people. That's actually been a really big one for me working through this year was the fear of rejection and all the ways in which I perceived rejection, not just in my business, but in my life, you know, like in launches, even launches that were going really well. If there was like a lull in signups, like there was an opportunity for my mind to go to a place of rejection. This isn't what people want. I'm not enough, blah, 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 whatever it is. Um, so really like getting to the bottom of that has been very confronting because I think I've always just kind of pushed it to the side, you know, and like manifested my way to where I am, but kind of covering things up rather than actually exposing any of them. And now the journey is like, again, I see where I'm supposed to go and it's really not, I'll always want to help business owners make money but I don't have any part of me anymore that wants to make that the brand I want. It's funny. I always talk to people about like their zone of genius. And I think I was so fixated on the belief that I was supposed to talk to people about making money. And, and, and I mean, the reality is that is always going to be a part of what I help people do, but I was sort of just completely missing what I, the thing is that I'm actually like, so that gets so channeled through me is the conversation, especially with business owners around embracing themselves, like unlocking their true selves, their true creative genius, their ideas, their own personal alignment and vision. And really I, I changed my like Insta bio this morning to kind of sum it up where it's like, I'm, I'm wanting to help business owners unlock themselves to thrive authentically, like to thrive. Because for me, it's not that it's not that I've ever been doing things inauthentically because I just didn't have a level of awareness. It felt authentic at the time, but it was inauthentic unknowingly in the sense that it wasn't, the success wasn't a result of me so much. It was the result of the way in which I was able to put myself out there without, I really didn't see it. I mean, this is, this is like, that's why I wanted to do, I wanted to become the aligned entrepreneur on Instagram and on my website, because this is so rampant. We see just hundreds of thousands of people putting a certain version of themselves online because they think that they need to, right. They're coming from a place of scarcity or not enough. A lot of the time, not everybody, obviously, but many, many people, they're coming from a place of not enough. And because they're only willing to share their highlight reel or the version of themselves they think they need to be in order to be accepted, other people then also absorb that scarcity because now they're in comparison mode. This person has it so together. She's doing all these incredible things. She looks this way. She has this many followers. And even though it might be something that is really constructed, the person viewing it doesn't know that right? The person viewing it thinks this is just who this person is. And I don't feel good about myself as a result. I need to be more of those things in order to have that kind of life. So the aligned entrepreneur is really dying, diving down into authenticity and allowing your authentic self to be the reason that you get to have everything that you want. So, and that's what I really feel called to talk to people about, but in that there, like I'm doing the work right now myself, I'm coming up against like, well, what if I you know, don't believe that it's enough. And then what if results don't manifest because I'm in that belief and I'm triggering it in wanting to just show up more authentically. So anyways, it's a process. And I feel like obviously I was meant to have this journey in order to represent it and be able to speak to it for other people. I just envision having a you know, really successful business, not just on a monetary standpoint, but from a really like fulfilled, creative, aligned place and being the permission slip for other people that it is safe to truly just be their authentic selves, to put that part of themselves or every part of themselves out there and be really received by people because of it. Yeah. And this is so beautiful though, because it's just from the outside looking in, this is you really starting to see the gift that you are and all the gifts that you have. And you are such a powerful mirror. I think this is one of the, like the most unique qualities that you have that I just haven't, I don't think there's anyone else in this world that, that I, I feel like has this, the same extent that you, and you can just pull you like, you can see into people 
and pull out like their gifts and reflect them back to them so, so quickly. Like, it's like, no, this is what that is. Even like, you know, when I, I voice noted low after this like gossip column and I was like, low, I'm, I'm a bit shaken. And you're like, no, Zo, this is what this means about them. And this is what that means about you. And you could so quickly reflect back to me that like, these are like all the powerful, positive things about you that are actually just triggering those people. And it's like, now you're discovering for yourself low, like the gifts that you have. Like you, you're discovering, like you're basically giving the gift that you give everyone else in your life to yourself right now. And that is showing yourself who you truly are, right? The vibrant, beautiful, energetic signature that you are in this world, right? It's not the things that you do. It's literally the energy that you are. Well, it's so interesting. Thank you, Zoe. Um, I mean, cause I do, I always say to people, get on a call with me. I can tell you exactly what's magical about you and where you need to lead from with that magic in your business. Um, because that, that's a big actually cornerstone. I mean, I've always built offers for business owners that really help them to honor that, like launch magic, for instance, it's called launch magic because it's about you really discover, discovering your personal essence and putting that out into the world. I'm just discovering it at like a whole nother level personally. Oh, there was something I was going to say about what was the last thing that you said? It was so good. I do this to myself all the time. Um, this is just like you finally giving yourself the gift that you've oh. given everyone else. Yeah. Um, being who you are and it's not, oh yeah, I remember it's not that I have ever like misrepresented myself. I don't think it's not that people don't know who I am it's that it was all very curated. Right. And there's still remnants of that. Um, because it's a process. I'm not just going to like jump off the deep end because my belief system doesn't support it yet in terms of like, really just put it, I don't actually know how to just completely put myself out there. Oh, I remember the thing I was going to say. It's that, um, in my live stream that I'm doing today, I, one of the first things I want to talk about with people is, Oh my God, I keep forgetting what I'm <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say. Um, oh, sorry guys. I've just completely lost it. I like, I do this thing where I like, I go up to what I'm going to talk about. And then I just, in the process of trying to figure out how to say it, I lose it. I wonder if I have my notes right here. Maybe I wrote it down. It was what you're going to talk about today in your live stream. I know. Um, anyways, I'm sure it'll come back to me. One of the things I, I, um, I hate it when that happens. It's like, it's so right there. It's so good. This used to, I mean, you guys are really seeing like the authentic low and Zoe show because when this happens, we just stop. And then I like gather my thoughts and I'm like, Oh my God, but this is live. And I can't, and you know what? I'm going to leave this whole part in because (laughs) this isn't meant to be edited. But one of the things I'm really talking about with people, I feel like it's like right there, um, is the belief that like, who you are and the things that you've experienced are really on purpose. Like you're here to share those things with the world. All of it is perfect because Mm -hmm. we have this narrative with ourselves where it's like, well, I need to be more. I need to do more. I need to, you know, only put pieces of myself out there. Um, but what if instead we accept that, like, there's a quote I have, I'm thinking I'm going to share it. Uh, and I listened to it in a, I think it, it might've been Wayne Dyer. I'm trying to remember who it was on a YouTube video last week. And he said, you're not doing it. You're being done. You're not doing, you're being done. So in other words, like there's something much bigger at play in your life and you're being walked through the experiences and the realizations and the, whatever you're supposed to see or have, or yeah, experience in your life for a purpose. And for me, there was like such a relief around that because I think like we're hard on ourselves for the ways in which we feel we should have acted differently. Mm -hmm. When in reality, you cannot make a mistake because it's like everything that you're moving through right now is exactly what you're going to help other people move through in their lives to a greater extent. You're, you're doing the heavy lifting and, and as a coach, like holding energetic containers, you can only take people to the depths that you've gone in yourself. Mm. Yes. You cannot take them further 
because the awareness isn't there. The level of consciousness isn't there. So you going to these depths within yourself right now is going to allow you to hold that energetic container for other people to have those types of transformations. Can you tell I'm like triggered, like that I can't remember what I was going to say. It's still bugging me. And this is just an example of like letting things go. Perhaps it's meant to be on next week's episode. Maybe I'll remember, and then we'll do a whole episode on it. But it's like, this is where my control shows up. I'm like, uh, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. frustrated. This with is things. perfect because it's just like, it's all, it's coming back to show you that like, absolutely everything is divine. Absolutely. Mm. Everything is sacred. And the more and more that you can recognize that and trust that the more and more that you see the universe show up in your life, like, like everything is sacred down to like you eating a meal, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you just start to view everything as like, this is all, this is all in divine timing. It's not just when the manifestation appears that it's divine timing. If, if every single bit of it is divine timing, then it's like, Ooh, it's all magical. It's all in your favor. I think that it really speaks to what we're talking about, where it's like control around how we're seeing curated, right? That's me wanting to make sure that I say the right things at the right time so that I get to feel like it went the way I thought that it should and therefore is worthy of being heard. Like that's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Like I love when a live stream or even a podcast episode really goes off without a hitch because I'm like, it was perfect right? It's going, I'm going to come across as like knowing exactly what I'm talking about and being fluent in communicating my ideas and theories to people. And they'll be impressed with it. That's what that trigger is, is like the, the not having control then over the fact that I, I couldn't, I couldn't show up exactly the way that I wanted to. And so it's just like recognizing these things that I think is really where the power is and like accepting all of it. And, uh, Zoe and I want to wrap up here, but, um, we wanted to talk a little bit, we're just going to, we're going to talk more about this next week, but we have just been both really feeling called to do something together. Again, we love our group programs. We love doing our like Q and a calls inside of our group programs. And we just did QC squared back in August but we have another program and it's called the abundant beings club. And previously it was actually a membership, but it has, um, a four week program on the front end of it. Plus a whole library of resources that we built out over like the six months that we did the membership for. And we are going to run the abundant beings club as a four week program. And we're going to do a 50% off sort of like black Friday, cyber Monday sort of thing, just for fun. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit, Zoe, about ABC? That's what we call it. Yeah, ABC was actually the first program that we created together. And it was based off of this, uh, based off of identity work, essentially, of like, okay, so let's. what are the areas in your life in which you don't feel confident in, that you don't feel like you know who you are, you don't feel your worthiness into? And then it's the work that fills fills in those gaps, right? Allows you to reflect on who you are, allows you to learn how to speak highly of your, of yourself and not just speak highly of yourself, but speak into who you truly are. No, like I would say ABC, the abundant beings club, it's had a a couple of different names before that, but, um, it's about like how I view it almost like visually or like energetically it's stop dimming your own light and really start shining, really start owning the, the energy, the value that you are in this world. And it's the, it, it comes back to this identity work because no matter what, we are always manifesting, um, on autopilot from the identity, whatever you believe to be true about yourself on an identity level, or like whatever is like in the subconscious will create your life until you make it conscious. Carl Jung. And I know that I didn't quote that as, as polished as Loda's, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I would say like, I don't know, for me, like I think about ABC in terms of like, this is what gets you to shine that light on any place of your life where you don't feel comfortable or confident in, and then shine that light and then take out the dimming 
take out the playing small and start stepping into your energy, start stepping into your power and play big, play big energy, play abundant energy. And because when you're in that identity, right, you are the abundant being, you are the magnet. Yeah. And, um, that's really what ABC is about is like, because we still are going to talk to you guys about manifesting your dream lives. Of course, like that's, you know, what you deserve. It's just, it's on the other side of the personal work, um, in different levels. Like Zoe and I are both, we, we created ABC. It was called queen confidence Academy, (laughs) which I still love thinking about. Um, this was the queen mind tribe for a long time actually. And then it, well, man, it's had all kinds of (laughs) This morning, I'm like, should it still be called Quantum Minds? <laughs> should we name it? <laughs> Not actually, but anyways. Um, but yeah, it was really it was the work that we did when we were both new to Toronto after Zoe had come back from Rome. When we were really questioning who we were in our businesses, and as a result, not seeing what we wanted, and there's a whole story that goes along with it and we've told it before, but when we started doing the work that's inside, uh, ABC, everything really changed externally for both of us in these past, in these past 12 months or so, six months, we again, have just been like going a little bit deeper, but the ABC work is still the work. It's still like the changing your self-perception so that the way you view yourself supports you creating what it is that you want. and we always have talked about, um, ABC and QC squared sort of really going hand in hand because you can quantum leap your way into whatever it is you want through like visualization through quantum physics, what we teach inside quantum creators. But if you don't have an identity that supports it, classic example is winning the lottery and then losing it all. Right. You don't have an identity that supports maintaining the financial abundance. Then it doesn't stick around. If you don't see yourself as someone who is abundant, who is, um, prosperous, then you end up manifesting it all going away in one way or another. You spend it all, you gamble it, whatever. So, um, ABC, and if you have been in it before, by the way, you're going to be able to join us for free in this round. We're going to do it inside the Facebook group. There's going to be four weekly Q and a calls on the modules, basically the way that we've run QC squared, but we're doing it with ABC and you'll have access to all of it forever. Um, and it's just like the work that Zoe and I have both really been called back to, right. Where it's like, we've done this deeper work. And now I think we exactly what Zoe was saying. We both have this much deeper level of awareness that we're going to be able to bring into this program and help you guys with, um, all within the same conversation of the way in which you view yourself is what's creating your reality. Your personality creates your personal reality. That's what Dr. Joe always says, but I've seen it over and over when, and I shared this yesterday inside my live stream event. When I feel good enough, that's reflected back to me when it's good enough for me. It's good enough for the world. When I believe in it, other people believe in it. When I believe in me, other people believe in me, you know, like that's just always how it is. So whatever it is that you're wanting to create in your life, whether it's a relationship or a um, successful business or a different career path, or even just feeling more confident, the way in which you do that is you become worthy of it within yourself through the process we teach inside ABC and thus are able to not just receive it, but maintain it, um, hold on to it. And from there, or not, sorry, before you even get there, you get to really feel so much more content. You get to feel more confident. You get to feel more grounded within yourself because so much of the time, what we're reaching for is out of an effort to feel a certain way about ourselves. But when you do the work to feel that way first and really anchor it in as who you are for yourself, start viewing yourself differently, all those other things show up as a result. And what I love about the ABC work is it's like, we always come back to it. And what's so interesting about our lives low and like our parallel journeys is like, We've got the ABC toolkit and we've got the quantum creators toolkit and there's a quantum season, but then there's always the identity season that follows it and it keeps going back and forth because it's like, okay, so once you go to work on the identity, you know who you are to a deeper level. So then you know what you want your quantum leaps to be and what you want your quantum change and transformations to be right in this new identity. And you just keep, it's like the work that you keep doing. So this Mm -hmm. This work is evergreen. It will support you for the rest of your life. It's really about stepping into all of your power, right? Feeling like the absolute goddess or God, if you will, just feeling that you are the magnet, like feeling into how worthy you are and just 
having that confidence. So many of you guys, when you enter this group and you answer the questions, it's like, I want more confidence. I want to feel confident, 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 right? Yeah. This is that work. I mean, it, it's, we've been on a journey with like renaming the, <laughs> this group, like <laughs> this yeah. course and all of that. But that's but always, yeah. It's always what the, the audience is speaking to is desiring more confidence. And this is how you build it. And this is the rewiring of the mind to believe in yourself, rewiring the mind to believe in the infinite being and the powerful being that you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna, I'll put the link for it. It is lowenzo.com slash ABC. Uh, I'll put it in the replay here for you guys. Um, and I will link it down in the show notes and for the next week in a bit, it is 50% off with the code. I think it's ABC it's on the website, um, in the checkout part. So yeah, we don't really, I don't, I can't remember a time that we did like a sale on anything. I don't think we've ever really done that, but this just felt fun. We were wanting to do things together again. And we're both so present to this work. And I think from like a whole nother level of consciousness personally. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to be delivering ABC. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week. Let us know if you guys have like things you'd love us to talk about on next week's episode. We're open. We're just letting this be a channel for whatever it is that you guys are calling forth right now. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for tuning in guys. And thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us live. I think next week I'll remember to email our list so that more, because Kelly said, Oh my gosh, I didn't know this was happening. (laughs) We didn't actually, we kind of like just sprinkled it here and there, but, uh, yeah, so it was all, all divine. And we just thank you guys for co-creating it with us. And we are, you know, feeling called back to the low and Zoe show. I don't think it's ever going to be like a weekly thing just because that feels like a hustle and grind. It really is just going to be, we're going to pop in when we feel inspired to, and that's what feels good. Channel and flow, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. We'll chat with you next week. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to the Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. If you're ready to transform yourself in order to transform your life and get personalized support and coaching from us while doing it, click the link below to read all about the Low and Zo membership, the Abundant Beings Club. Until next time, stay abundant.